What is up? Welcome to the No Manga Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. My name's Rick Beta, coming to you on a Monday today. Yeah, Monday, 4th of July. So happy 4th of July to everyone listening. Yeah, yesterday, uh, you know, the wife and the kids, we all went up to San Francisco. My wife is a huge, I mean, with like a capital H, huge Cold War Kids fan. So they had a free show up there. And guess what? We were there. All the family went. And it was actually an amazing day. It just, I, I didn't get to even think about this show as we were gone pretty much all day long so I couldn't shouldn't do any show prep and no before you ask I couldn't bring my skateboard trust me I thought about it I was looking at skate spots all over while we were on the train while we were on the light rail over there I couldn't just be like all right babe enjoy the show enjoy the kids you're not gonna be able to dance around because you have to kind of watch them keep an eye on them yeah okay I'm gonna go skate so next time next time I know you were thinking it y'all dude you were in San Francisco you didn't skate Rick yeah yeah actually and I enjoyed the show. Cold Kids put on a they put on a great show. I mean, it's not really. I mean, I like their songs, but it's not really my thing. They're they're a great band. I don't listen to them like outside of when my wife's not blasting in the house. But it was a good show. So anyway, so that's why I'm here today. So happy Fourth if you're tuning in, which is today on Monday. And if yesterday was a, 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 at least a sign of things, tonight it's just gonna sound like a war zone out there. You know, friends are like, "Oh, what are you doing for the fourth? I'm like, "Nothing. I just go outside and look up." Or I just listen because it sounds like an insane, full-on, like, real show in the neighborhood. So that's what I'm doing tonight. I hope you're staying safe. You can email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. And also follow along on social media, at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. Now, long-time listeners of the show know I was super excited to read these words. Chris Colburn's Heatwave Warble Rough Cut. I was like, hell yeah, baby, I was. You know it. Chris is like, I think he definitely right now, he's one of my favorite skaters to watch like these days. Like if I'm bored or I need to get smart, I need to go like just get pumped up, pumped up to go skate, I type in his name in YouTube or go to his IG. It's just, it's that good. But what was crazy though, as much as I love this rough cut, it kind of left me a little empty handed and borderline pissed off. So, yeah, yeah, you heard that right. So, for as much as I love Chris, I was kind of a little, I was a little, little pissed at the end. But more on that in, in a bit. But I like the direction, you know, they started with this one, you know, the one right from the start. It, and it showed us the fact that he was able to stay focused and kind of eye on the prize with all that distraction going on. <laughs> and that's all you need to know about this guy. He gets locked in. He had, you know, tunes blasting, like, to his left and crazy ass dancing you know head banging around and around within eye shot like it's a lot going on and he was trying to get his tricks and he still did it you know that says a lot that was right from the start <laughs> and what was up with uh, that what was going on about a minute 15 in uh, is that a real person standing there like motionless and looking up what what's up there did she not want to make you know eye contact with cookie or did Cookie tell her to look away? Say, look away. Stop looking at me. Look. Look away. I'm trying to make some tricks. I'm exhausted. See that? Up in the sky? Yeah, look that way. That was just so weird. And I have to go back now and watch the actual uh, edit and the final cut to see if there's like a connection, if there's clues, or if that person is there. 
because I don't remember seeing that person. Because you know me, maybe I did. Maybe I, maybe I mentioned it in the show. Because you know I would have mentioned them. Like what the hell is that? Per-? But I don't recall doing that. <laughs> so I'll have to go back and check see if that person is in the final cut. I also need to go back too. And I thought about this. I need to see if they did like some Hollywood like magic after he you know ollied over that dude's bike because he didn't get that. He didn't get that first try. And I'm like, oh wait, I remember that being in the final cut, but I don't remember it. Like, how did they make it all kind of work seamlessly, or did they just have him all the bike? I can't remember, so I need to go back and watch that. But I love how he, you know, he, it looks like he only wanted, you know, to, to give it one attempt, you know, and then allow that that sweet man to kind of go back, go on his his journey back to work, or you know, he doesn't want him to be late for work. So here you go, I'm gonna one time, thanks, you know, I appreciate it, and he does, he he. He falls, you know, after his second, you know, after his attempt, and then he, he still remembers to thank him. That's very cool. But yeah, same spot, you know, after the bike jump, after he does that trick that, around that, you know, that curve. It was funny to see that cameraman appear to either fall like himself or accidentally spaz out. It's at a minute 46 seconds in. Look, just go back, go there and look. And it's almost as if he, he like, he was like thinking, oh, that's a make, cut, you know, only to hear wheels still rolling. And boards still popping in the background. And he was able to like refocus and get back on on the Chris and able to sneak in that he was, he got the switch heel and the fakey 360 flip though. But my question is, what do you think he didn't get though? What was off, what, what did Chris get off camera? <laughs> Whoops. Might be maybe what a switch probably a switch flip or a switch 360 flip. He likes doing those a lot, right? Fakey pop shove or maybe even a switch hard flip. I know he did a couple of those in there, but. My point is no one will ever know, except for Chris. And speaking of never knowing, though, what was up with that Nissan Frontier? I even wrote down the license plate. 7R11944 at 2 minutes, 14 seconds. I had to crank up the audio all the way up, and I heard Cookie telling the driver, you know, he or she is not being nice. He said, All he said was, quote, I do. You're not being nice. What was up with that? Cookie, can we get some more backstory on this one? What did the other driver say? Did like he or she try and run you over? Was that their house that maybe? Well, to hear him say, you're not being nice. Something was up, and we, we didn't get to see that. We just kind of got a little taste of what was going on. All I know is that, you know, I'm going to blame the driver for basically pissing him off, you know, after that point, causing him to focus his board. That's on you, Mr. Frontier. I mean, I hope you sleep well at night, and I hope you see this. And it gets back to you. Got your license plate right there. People are going to recognize that car. Like, leave Chris alone. He's got a job to do and doesn't need you getting inside his head, which you did. You you won. Yeah, you got in his head. He focused his board shortly thereafter. He's like, ah! Damn Frontier guy. Go to work. Stop bugging me. You pissed off Chris so much that he took it out on that pole minutes later, too. He focused and slammed that pole. That pole didn't do anything to you or him. That's all the butterfly effect right there. Butterfly effect, man. All because of you, Mr. Frontier. I hope you're happy. Tough guy. Hope you're happy with what you did. But one thing I had to point out in this quote-unquote rough cut is the lack of second, third, fourth attempts. There aren't many. Much like I talk with the shots, right? Like, yeah, okay, rough cut. <laughs> Same kind of applies with him. I feel shortchanged. I get my money back, please. Where's the manager? For example, 
the no comply, 413. So you're telling me that was one and done for you. One and done for you, Chris. Because that's what it looked like to me. Don't lie either, dude. First try. <laughs> and how about what I call a perfect line, just like seconds later, starting at 434. I shared it on uh, IG the other day because they actually posted it. I'm like, yes, that's the one at the office building with all those sweet banks. You know, the one where he proceeded to push like really fast, like a lot, carve up and pump on the first bank, setting up for a beautifully executed, beautifully executed, effortless kickflip. No push to a basically beautifully executed, effortless front 360. Look at the way he spins. No push to a beautifully executed, effortless nolly flip. Still not pushing. Yeah, setting up for a beautifully executed backflip. <laughs> With a, just a little, er, little skirt. Just a little bit. To a switch hard flip down the curb. That was so perfect. Flawless. First try. That's insane. WTF, Chris. It's not cool. That's a perfect line. And then there were minutes upon minutes of single attempt tricks. Like I said, there are a lack of second and third attempts in, you know, in this video. We weren't reminded he was human-ish until the cab attempt over at that handrail about 634. You know, the one that kind of reminded me he does indeed, like many of us, bounce his butt on the pavement. But what does he do? He gets it on the second try. And of course, though, his post-make random trick was spazzed out and missed again. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's twice now. If it's the same filmer, probably is. I bet that was an awkward conversation. Be like, hey, uh, Chris, uh, can I call you Cookie? I didn't fully get that, that switch heel or flip or whatever you did after that cab. Can we get a, can we get a third try? This time I'll make sure not to have any traffic in the streets for you. Yeah? Okay. I don't know how that happened, man. Yeah, yeah, I know it happened before at that other spot. Stupid camera. Am I right? Am I right? High five. Yeah. Only be left hanging. Second time spazzed out. <laughs> maybe maybe the camera man just fell. But it's like, you know, Chris is doing another trick after he gets that make. <laughs> you got to be on it. I was like, oh, damn, he's going to get fired. But my favorite moment of the whole thing was when we got to meet our main man, Craig. You know, Mr. Forklift, as I'm calling here and per my notes. Mr. Forklift. And what, first of all, it was a great moment and a great exchange, right? I mean, Chris, for one, you know, they were able to convince him to move all that stuff that was in front of that spot, the spot he wanted to ollie the rail, and you know, so he could get that make. But the main thing, too, is like it. I think the the whole thing started off was how polite he was, like I talked about with the Shad the other day. You know, it started off with that, like being very nice, you know, and and he was a man of his word too. He's all, "We'll be out of here soon," and I, and I guess we we should all know by now with Chris that means we'll be out of here first try, one and done. Okay? Oh no, 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 oh no, we'll, we'll be leaving right away, Craig. Don't worry about it. All that effort and gas that used to you know pick up the the. The pallet and all that other crap, the forklift and, you know, expensive, how expensive gas is. We'll be gone 30 seconds. Yeah, you know, that works for us. I appreciate your effort, though. That was so cool, though. 
And did you hear the pavement he was rolling on? It doesn't sound smooth or fun. I would have rolled up to that. Uh, no, let's not. Bu- let's not. You know what? Let's not bug Craig. He he seems busy. Let's let's just leave him. No, no, I, I don't. He's got to get the forklift and he's got to lift it and back it out. Nah, he's, you know, let's go find a different spot. It was so cool that Craig was so comfortable enough because of just the you know Chris's demeanor and just how cool they were to bust out that board that he's given his son for his birthday. You know, to have Chris sign it. You know, what do you say? He's all he'll probably know who you are. What's your last name? See, this is this is when Chris could have gone like full on evil Knievel at this point. You know, he got the make, he got him to do all this stuff. You could he could have just pushed him in the chest. He's like, you know who the hell I am? You already asked for my first name. You should know who I am at this point. Damn it! Your son better know who the hell I am, though. Yeah, your son. Yeah, what's his what's his name? I'm gonna sign it his name. He better know who the hell I am. Chris Cookie Colborn, Craig. But that's not how Chris rolls, you know. That kid's going to freak out, though, when he sees that clip. He's like, Dad, you got to meet Chris Colburn? What? Cookie? You did? He did a trick at your, your work? That is so cool. So Chris created memories for that guy and his kid. I love that, though. He, 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 he probably knows who you are, right? But Chris is so cool. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know. I, I, mean, I get around. You know, some people know me. Great moment, though. And it's great that it was caught. I'm glad it was caught on film and shared with us to experience. You know, this is another benefit of Rough Cuts, you know? We never know who Craig is. I was trying to figure out what kind of board that was. Anyone know? I wasn't able to really focus on that too much. Then he was seen, I'm talking about Chris, running super fast, like the next moment. Right around, it was 829. But it's for a huge ollie. And notice the evolution of that spot and that trick, too, that for, for Chris. He starts off running super fast, you know, testing the waters as to see how much speed is, is really needed. And notice the difference between the first and the last make. Way different. He's like, oh, I got it from here. Cool, cool stuff. Now, I see, I learned so much about Cookie in this rough cut. So much. That's why I get so damn excited. And you're probably, oh, gosh, another rough cut. Rich is going to geek out over that. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm going to skip this week. These are the moments. These are great. We don't get to see these in, in final cuts. And seeing them battle that, you know, kickflip 360, kickflip back 360, is that how you say it? I always get that one confused. It was at 11.54. You know what I'm talking about. That was so entertaining to watch. I mean, that's a trick that I'll never, ever be able to do. I can honestly stay, safely say that now. I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I'm just, I'll never, I'm not even going to come close. I could barely do backside 180 flips back in the day. And he did it over a garbage can. And you could just see him getting closer and closer and closer. And, you know, pretty much knowing, you know, kind of how, feeling it. You're like, oh, he's going to get it on this one. You could tell. You know, stick stuck that landing. You know it. You felt it coming. And that one must have felt so good to pull off. And you know I have to comment on his ender. One that he did in, spoiler alert, two tries. Huh? Are you kidding me, Chris? Two tries? That's insane. He built up to it, though. He did a tail side. First try, of course. Tail side front 180. First try. Tail side front flip. First try. Then he tried to tail side hard flip, and he basically landed it, but it was it was sloppy. Like I'm talking like Baker Maker. Maybe I think he had both hands down, feet dangling, you know, hovered over the board, crouched down, like he was holding on for dear life. And most most humans. We'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to edit 
right before I do all that, that, that and call that a day. I'm no, I'm good. That's good. First try. He had feet on board. But nope, you know, Chris went right back and stuck it perfectly the very next try, and everyone went crazy. I'll never forget that reaction. Like, oh, like, must have been a cool moment to be there to witness that. Like, you know, no big deal. People are setting up, probably getting their lunch. Like, oh, I'm going to go take a nap. Chris is going to be here for a while. Wait, oh, oh, you're done? Oh, 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 we're moving on? Oh, wow, that was quick. Straight up ridiculous, man. Yeah, that moment, just roll credits because this thing is done. Rough cut is over. And some say, you know, that was the best one ever done. I can't think of anyone else to do the, you know, tailside hard flip out that perfectly, that quickly. <laughs> that was so damn good. You know, if you ask me, you could pick one skater and one skater only to have rough cuts, you know, for the rest of your life. Which skater would it be? I think it'd be Chris. Without, yeah, without hesitation. I think it would be, I mean, throw me on an island and it's rough cuts. You know, are all I could see. I'll be fine. Well, that and of course I'd need to have like a, a target and a bevmo within like twenty minutes, boat ride or something. You know. But I love watching him skate. So damn fun. And such a cool dude. So that was amazing. However, I'm still pissed. I I'm glad I waited till the end because I I didn't want to be so upset talking about all those great moments I just talked about. But. I was heated, no pun intended. How in the hell do you guys not include like just some rough cut of the Cobra Man's music video too? Just a little bit. It was interspliced between that video. It's part of the probably the best part of the video too. You know. Oh wait, wait a minute, wait. Oh, that's right. Let me guess. You nailed all those first try too. So what we saw in the the original edit, that forehead sweat wipe. I'm doing it right now. You can't see it. You rocked that out, right? First try, right? On the piano. Or when you were dancing around with your arms raised. I think you had like, yeah, you had like the three fingers. Two of them inward. You know, like yeah, three. You just bobbing. First try, right? Let me guess, Chris. Oh, when you, oh, when you gave us that glare, that musician's glare. Yeah, your, your back was to us. But your head was turned towards us, just nodding your head, just the death glare, just, yeah. Yeah. What? We didn't see any of that. Nothing. I know, it's because you nailed those first try. I know, you're a pro, dude. And I mentioned that back in the episode. This is setting you up for post-skate success. You're going to be an entertainer, dude. And you're just humble about it. You're like, nah, let's not put any of those clips in there. No. Rick's not going to ask for those. And for those of you screaming at your phones right now, yes, I know it wasn't in the actual, you know, Cobra Man Heatwave music video, which I'm going to, if I try to remember, I'm going to put it in the notes below. I'll put both of them down there. I don't care, though. I wanted to see footage of him, like, chilling with them. It's like, all right, Chris, and action. Something. Yeah, dude, just type uh, pounding away on those keyboards. Those keys? Anyway. Whatever. I'm over it. I'm, you know what? I'm not as pissed. It's, you know, life's too short to kind of be pissed off about it, you know, letting it just ruin my day. Let's just say I'm disappointed. You know, I'm really disappointed we didn't see any of the Cobra Man stuff, too. 
Now I got that song stuck in my head. So anyway, have you watched this rough cut yet? I'll put the link down below. Check it out. Just know in advance, you know, there's no, if you're looking, like much like me, if you're looking for some Cobra Man stuff in there, sorry I had to break it to you. It's not in there. Let me know your thoughts. Moving on, but also keeping it on Chris Colborn. He had an entry into uh, in the uh, the 2022's Red Bull Solace competition at you know Sheckler's Warehouse. This has been going on for what three years now. I think it happened like right before a pandemic or right around that time. I think so, right? It's only been like three or four years. But 17 skaters, one hour to compete, like their best, you know, 45 to 60 second run. And all we know is that that is way more difficult than it sounds, right? They know that. They even come in like, oh, dang, this is crazy. And then you, you could see it by the end of their runs, by the end of that hour. They're just toast. Chris's run was awesome, as expected. And just seeing him, you know, think it through, kind of, kind of, you can almost like hear his brain turning as he tests out his runs, you know, and kind of witnessing his process. I mean, his is seven minutes, 40 seconds of time well spent. If you want to go, just if you don't want to watch it all, go watch Chris's. What I like about this competition is that it's, for the most part, just the skater and the filmers. You know, it's quiet, no crowds, no music. It just makes you want, and it also, because of that, it makes you want to root for the riders even more. You, you see more, it's more intimate, you're, you're invested more. You're not, like, easily distracted with just all this noise and chaos looking around. It's like you could watch a skater and just, just feel it, and you're pulling for him. Like, I was almost at the edge of my seat for, I hope I say her name right, is it Kashi? Wolf's, Kashi, Wolf's, her run, she battled hard, like for the entire hour. She left it all on the floor. I literally left it all on the floor. I was totally rooting for her. And Margie Didal, she killed it. I was rooting for her as well. I kept rooting for her to get that blunt slide. So close. She put it all out there too. She was just, you know, got to pay to play. But she was just she was entertaining too. She had some great comments on there. You have to you have to watch her her part. And then Grayson Fletcher had a great entry. As much as I loved his run, I don't think it'll be enough. You know, and he's another one though. I love watching skate because he skates so fast, flies so high, all with like a smile on his face too. I don't think we saw any one foots right. Oh damn, I didn't write that on my notes. But I think I don't think he did a, his signature one foot. Maybe that's why he didn't, you know, he completely get the run that he wanted. He got throwing that one foot, you know, but, you know, that's a small, you know, people realize, like, how small and compact it is. Maybe just, he needed more space, I think. But his run was solid. Definite, like, top five, maybe even top three for me. Eli Williams had a solid entry as well. And I know I've seen his skating before, but I, I kind of forgot about it. But this was like another reminder to me how good he is. You know, I went back and like watched some of the clips on, on YouTube, other clips of his. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this dude. Eli killed it. You know, and, and then some after the 60-second 60, 60 mark. So he's definitely in, you know, my top five for this contest. So, yeah, let me just recap real quick. So if I were to pick my top five, because uh, I watched them all, are Eli, Grayson, Chris, Jake, and Gage. Jake Wooten, we all know he's a beast on the board. Finally turned pro, what, about a year ago? Well-deserved. He should have been pro like a long time ago. He's always entertaining to watch. Always. But Gage killed it. I loved his part. Loved his style. Loved his personality. And, you know, I guess if I had to pick right now, he'd get my vote. 
Actually, I think I can. Can we vote? I think we do vote on this, right? We go to like redbull.com or something. I got to check that after the show. I'm going with Gage. He's my pick. He used every second of that hour to put together like an awesome run, stomping his tricks along the way. And I loved how <laughs> I love it when you ask for advice on that, you know, it's either a kickflip 50-50 or kickflip front board. I was saying kickflip front board out loud for the record there, Gage. Great minds think alike, you know? Great minds think alike. <laughs> Wise choice. Oh, and speaking of rooting, where did this guy Jonathan Henderson come from? I feel like he's one that I should know more about, but I don't. But I fixed that this past weekend, you know? I love everything about this dude. His style, trick selections, his sense of humor, and most importantly, how humble he is. Because, you know, he's like a... He's another prime example of a perfect match for this contest. You know, I was rooting for this guy the whole damn time. Rooting for him to get every trick that he was trying so hard to get. Some of he got. Some of he's like, ah, you know, he just couldn't get him. But I, I basically got reintroduced to him, you know, because I, I just didn't know who this guy was. How did, how did this guy not end up on my radar? Did I, did I miss something? Did I miss a key video? How did this happen? And can we get this guy a new set of wheels, please? So that's the thing I need to warn you about his entry, though. You you have to crank it up, you know, to kind of hear his awesome personality, hear what he has to say, his, his just his his vibe, you know. But that comes with some painful audio as well. It's got to sacrifice. Got to sacrifice. So hear me out. I'm just helping you, bracing you for it. If you haven't watched this clip yet, you'll know when you hear it, like right away. And it's really bad if you're tuning in with headphones. So that's my little my little tip. Take those headphones off and put on your TV and, and just kind of move the chair back, you know, six to eight feet. But either way, though, from this day forward, I'm rooting for this guy in everything he does. All success to you, Jonathan. It's your time, man. It's your time. You've got this. So have you watched all 17 videos yet? It, it sounds daunting. It's not that bad. Most of them are about eight minutes and change if you kind of average them all out. So it's not... I mean, I watched them over the span of, what, the last week or so, I think. Because they, you don't know when they're going to get released. They just pop up in the feed, and I watch them when I can. I can. So I watched, like, three or four yesterday, and I kind of rewatched a couple, too, kind of refreshed my memory. So who, who's your favorite? Have you checked it out? And if you haven't watched it yet and you plan on watching them all, please, please make sure to watch Jonathan's one last because it's always nice to end on a positive note. Now, I'm not talking about those wheels. I'm just talking about his vibe and what he has to say. Just watch his last, you know. I really dig this contest, though, and, and please bring it back, you know, next year. Pretty please, Red Bull, pretty please. In fact, I hope it's still around in 100 years. Which brings me to my next and last topic. Jenkins, Justin the Intern, and Larry Lanza wrote a piece on June 27th titled, What Will Skateboarding Be Like in 100 Years? And while it did kind of give me a chuckle here and there, it did give me, it did get me thinking more about it. You know, 100 years is a long time, right? Pretty much everyone tuning in right now will be gone. And that, you know, takes into consideration anyone tuning in the next couple years or so. We'll all be gone. Poof. Just a memory to some. You know, will e-skating dominate like Justin and Larry claim it will? Or will, you know, it look very similar to what it is today? You know, I, I think if this whole meta thing takes off, it just might. But e-skating uh, that's totally different than like you know e-gaming so i don't know i do agree with them in the fact that vert skating you know they claim that it'll be back but i think it'll still be a thing it's not going anywhere that's that's one one prediction i could put on record vert is going to be around for a long long time 
I think I've mentioned that before. Especially now, if and when it hits the Olympics, because it's going to hit the Olympics. And you'll see, like, plenty more of, like, hovercraft parents, you know, throwing pads on their kids and, you know, shoving them down half pipes at the age of three. That will happen more often than not, for sure. But will street skating be around? I mean, that's one I'm I, I'm kind of concerned with. We have no idea what the streets will be, you know, look like in the future, what they'll be like, right? Will they even be skatable? Will it even be needed, actually? Will street skating be needed? You know, skate parks will have popped up on every, you know, every other corner. And if the streets can't be skated, you know, at least future skaters will have an outlet, right? And another thing that this article got me thinking about, too, is rail skating. You know, I'm talking like handrails. And hell, I guess even stairs, right? Including all of that genre, subgenre of skating, right? Of tricks. Will that type of skating survive? You know, much like vert, you know, as it, vert is very, very scary, right? And difficult. But there's something about, to me, dropping in on vert that's way more appealing than kind of hucking myself down a 20-star handrail. You know, with vert, you're most for the most part, you're on wood. Wood seems, it, it absorbs a little bit of fall. It doesn't hurt as much. still hurts, but it, as opposed to concrete, yeah, I'm going to go with my attempts on a vert. I'll, if you told me, Rick, you can only do two options, vert, drop in vert or, you know, 20-star handrail, I'm going to be crushing myself on vert. I'm going to try it. But I don't know. I'm just going off the top of my head here, you know. They they also chimed in on their thoughts about the future of skate shops. Although I think there will be, like, way less of them than today, they will still exist in 100 years from now. You know, And that's not to say, well, gulp. They actually have to go away for a while before that happens. You know, kind of like a don't know what you've got till it's gone type scenario. I could see that happening. You know, maybe like 90%, you know, even 97. Yeah, that's a crazy number. But 97% of them are all gone for like years. Skate shops are done. They're gone. Just like us, a distant memory. But only to make like a triumphant like return to keep, you know, the industry afloat and keep it buzzing. I mean, there is just something about going into a skate shop as a noob, you know, or even as a parent, right? Say you're a new parent, like, uh, I need to get a skateboard for my kids. What can I get? You know, I mean, sure, they'll still have them at Target. You know, you probably buy the, the latest BAM model at Target or whatever, but dealing with someone knowledgeable to help you get the right setup for your kid, I mean, that's that's a huge, that's key. I, I think that'll still exist on, at some point. But in regards to skate shops, too, I can also see them, like, being much smaller than much you know or actually maybe even to share the the cost a hybrid type setup right you know kind of like circle a out here in san jose they are a skate shop and a coffee shop you know and i could totally see many more of those in the future and even with more like different or random products you know only because you think about with inflation and everything you know every business real estate lease is going to be insane insane so yeah just to wrap up you know my predictions for a hundred years from now which is so weird to say which is why i was like this article definitely got me thinking like really thinking i mean i think I, we've all thought about it before but to actually write something about it but like what is skateboard gonna be like i mean most of it they were kind of joking and making silly you know claims but it was you know it, it definitely got me thinking though i mean i feel that vert will still be here thriving actually you know, Vert was never, ever going to go away, right? You know, Jimmy Wilkins's like, great, great grandkids are going to dominate the scene. Yeah, I'm calling that right now. I'm calling it now. Street skating as we know it, 
I, I'm going back and forth on this. It might be in jeopardy. You know, that includes rails, stairs, etc. You know, maybe even curbs too, right? What if, you know, I mean, parking blocks will always still be around because we can make those at home. But will curbs exist? Or will it be a different type technology? You know, are they going to be using, still be using paint and concrete for fire lanes and stuff like that? I don't know. Something to think about. hundred years, a long time. Concrete, some old technology. We might just be using that in our, our backyards. Also, skate shops will still be around, but at a much different scale. You know, and most likely, as I said, after being, having been gone for a long time. And I hate to say that, you know, it's, there's a lot of skate shops. Everywhere. This is like, I'm talking hundred years from now, but I do think, you know, hybrid shops will, will be needed to help pay the bills just because of the insane lease and, and rents of businesses, you know, but, and it could think about it too. It could be done simply by something that skaters and the common people always need. Think about it like that. It doesn't have to be hard, like a skate mattress store, you know, <laughs> don't laugh. Skaters need to sleep too could happen i'm just thinking like it's going to be a hybrid type scenario we're the best you know we have random people coming in for this it helps pay the bills and you got random you know, skaters coming in for that it's in a small little shop i don't know. all i gotta say is if you are listening 100 years from now and the show still exists somewhere on the interwebs welcome to the show i appreciate you tuning in did any of this even come close i'm talking 100 years from now but yeah, let me know your thoughts though. I mean, this is, it definitely got me, uh, I think, and I'll include the link to the Jenkins article as well. But either way though, I'm going to be back next week. Same time, same place. We'll see you then. 